0: I'm Gab, he's Jules, blue skies over West London. Jules, what a midweek! Incredible happens again. Yep. Um, we have finalists in the League Cup, which some people care a lot about, and <laughs> it's, it's Chelsea. So and, you know, I know, I'm right. Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, big good final, good final, I'm good, good final, good final. Back. Um, Bayern Munich win after the yeah. weekend, really important for them to get yeah. to win the that game That's against Union Berlin. Afcon, incredible few days in Afcon, honestly. I think this is the most. Exciting uh, group stage it's of Africa that I can remember, yeah. and so many goals as well. Yeah. And uh, but but we have to start in Spain with the Copa del Rey. San Mamés, um, Athletic Bilbao, obviously very difficult place to go. They're fired up, yeah. they're jazzed up, and they beat Barcelona four two in extra time. Uh, we'll get into the game in a minute, but I have to start with with Xavi in his position because he has said. If they don't win something this season mm. he's gone i'm pretty sure they won't win la liga i'm 100 percent certain well not 100 but they're not going to win the champions league yeah
1: uh now this if but, this felt like copa del rey was his his opportunity to go and win something and, with real madrid out of course yeah exactly and yet they will still be atletico madrid and uh, Girona was knocked out just before them, so it looked like okay, this is it, and you can save your season in a way if you go and win the Cup. Right. It's not great; they've right. won it 31 times already, but it's better than nothing, I guess now if you take that now out of the equation in a game where we discussed it just before when we're preparing for the show they didn't play badly they had chances to go and win it and Lamin I mean, Yamal who was outstanding from start to finish missed a big big one in an empty goal
0: so maybe not from start to finish foot.
1: then but yeah apart from that <laughs> uh, and but, but overall I don't think there was nothing amazing about the performance there was nothing super special but I thought they were well disciplined, well drilled collectively. I thought it was okay for some part of it. And then they exploded in in extra time against a team that had so much
0: energy. It was it was beautiful to see. Yeah, the Williams brothers coming big. And by the way, and I have to mention this, Iñaki Williams, 24 hours earlier, he's at the AFCON. Yeah. He comes back, comes on, scores a winning goal. I they this is it's just crazy. It, 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 it's kind of like Andre Onana and in reverse, right? Yeah, at 30
1: years old as well. So it's not like if he's 20 and you say, okay, it doesn't matter so much if he travels, if he flies, if he does, if it, uh, for him to play. And he shows how much he clearly cares about his club and his people and that community and the celebration when he kissed the badge and kissed it again and again. And then to have his brother wrapping things up a few minutes later with the goal of the night, outstanding outside of his right foot in the top corner. It's just for the Williams family and everything they represent for that
0: club is just magnificent. Right. Garbage time goal, we have to say, I, I have to say, but still a, a tremendous goal. Uh, taking it back to, to, to Barcelona um, and, and Xavi specifically, I want to be very clear here. I think he said something, and, and I'm a big Xavi fan. And he said something really stupid that you can come to regret, saying if we don't win anything, we're gonna come back. Mm. And I know that this is how people work, and I know there's people I mean, it's how some fans think like, oh, you need to win trophies. It's all about the trophies, blah, blah, blah. It's not. Not it's not if you're in Barcelona situation. It's about how your team progresses, how you can be financially sustainable, especially given the debt, given the economic situation. Yeah. If you think Xavi's leading you down the the right path, if you think he's he's developing Fermín López and Guillo and Yamal. I mean they finished the game with what two 16 year olds or, or sorry two 17 year olds yeah. and a 16 year old on the pitch. If you think he's leading you in the right direction, guess what? It's okay. Have a rebuilding year. It's not the end of the world if you think you're playing well. And this is the second straight game where they played well after playing horrendously earlier this yeah, season. That's what I mean so but the performances are not really there
1: to back him up in the sense that... Okay, but they were in the last two games. Yeah, true, true. And it was Betis away and Athletic Club, the Bilbao away. Two so tough games, too, tough too opponents. Two really tough games. It's just that inconsistency at some point, I think if you're above him, if you're Laporta, Dude. if you're people like that, could be frustrating because inconsistency is not going to lead you anywhere really because what what tells you that next season they can go and and win again no, but because but, that consistency but, must, that inconsistency might still be there
0: but that's why from here on out you make the priority growing these players growing this club that that other kid the the, the hector fort kid or whatever yeah. his name is i don't know if he's going to be any good but let's find out mm. let's lay the basis we know we yeah. may need to sell somebody in the summer we know we're gonna have a call to make on Lewandowski, right we're gonna have all these big decisions to come Let's focus on that, you know, and finishing top four, of course, and getting what we can uh, in in European revenue, right? This should be how you judge Xavi from now on the end of the season, not on whether he wins a trophy. That's silly. In these conditions, that's really, really silly. So what do you think then, Xavi, said that about the trophies, and if I don't
1: win anything this season, I'm going to resign, I live by myself, you know, kind of thing, because he must know himself that really this is not how you, as you... Rightly said earlier. This is not how you judge a process and a progression within a team, within a squad, within a football club. So uh, that's why I was a bit surprised. and we were both surprised. I remember we talked about it on the show straight after he said it because it's not really, it's very unusual
0: for a manager to say, "Listen, if we don't win anything, I'm out." It's unusual for this manager because and he's intelligent, uh, He's yeah, an intelligent what, yeah. person who understands how things are built over time. So why do you think he said it then? I genuinely don't know. I, I, I give two theories. One is kind of the boring one, but we've been around football a lot. These guys they talk all the time, right? If you think about it, pregame, post game, twice a week, that's four instances where you're getting where you're talking and you're being asked the same question all the time. So in the context of that, could he have dropped that in? Um, and maybe he would have meant if I feel I'm not helping the club, I'm gonna walk away. Yeah. I, you know, I don't need this, I'm chavi. I think, did he mean that? Maybe. And he said something else, and so it wasn't planned. The other thing, which I would suggest, is did he say it because he was hoping that somebody at the club, La Porta or Deco, would come out and say, no, 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 no. no. We're not going to judge you on whether you win a trophy. We're going to judge you on whether this team is progressing to get Barcelona back where we want to be. Yeah. Right? Because it's nonsense to judge on a trophy. If he said it because he was hoping to get that kind of reaction from one of the senior people at the club, a reaction which, as far as I know, never came. Um, Those are the only two things I can think of. Is too intelligent to say something like that? Yeah, I I would tend to agree as well.
1: I don't know, it's a very strange... It feels like a very strange dynamic at the club, to be fair, between Laporta and some of the directors. Deco, of course, and Chavi's position. Remember some of the incidents we've had before? when there were some stories that Laporta insisted for, for example, Lewandowski and Gundogan being included in the squad that travelled to Antwerp to play that Champions League match that they were already qualified and topping their group. Um, and, and, and Laporta seems not happy that Lewandowski and Gundogan were not travelling, so he, he put them in himself. So I don't know if that's completely true or not, but loads of those weird stories really about how this club is functioning or disfunctioning.
0: There's a broader uh, question about Bartholomew's dysfunction going back to the levers the palancas sure. the fact that you know I, I know it's happened and so like we don't talk about it anymore but it's still very real they mortgaged the club's future and, and I, I'm just going to restate this right Laporta who is a lawyer and a politician he is not a businessman yeah, yeah. he has not built a business right this is not something he's done I mean, no, 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 it's not like that, a legal yeah. business right so he decided to go and take an extremely risky decision and the reasons he did this he would say oh it's because of Bartomeo and the enormous debt and undoubtedly it was right but yeah, yeah. you have two ways to get out of it you can either cut costs try to grow organically through your youngsters and whatever or you can roll the dice try to get big investment in um try to spend spend at the levels you were at before hoping that you hit the jackpot and then it has a multiplier effect right those are decisions that people who run businesses make every day but this guy's never run a business yeah and it's not his money. People who run businesses, by the way. If they're founders, they they're, 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 it's their own skin in the game, right? This is not this is not Barcelona. This is not Laporta's money. This is Barcelona's yeah, money. Yeah. So that kind of magnifies his decisions. He took what I think is a very very risky decision, and now we find ourselves in this situation because this is this can really come back to bite you if you somehow screw it up. You will be for under sure. restriction for a very long time. And yep. Uh, one of the symbols of this, I think, For sure. is Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, um, They spent a lot of money to sign him. They gave him a big contract. Uh, he scored a lot of goals at first. More difficult season this year. And he did score, although you've got something to say about about his goal? No,
1: it's because you said how lucky he is. Where he basically uh, blocks the clearance and then the uh, ball. It's not
0: lucky because he was hunting him down and showed desire. No, no, no. no, was no he was not up. even no?
1: hunting anything. Remember the Armando Broja, who's your boy? But I'm not saying that because he's your boy. His goal away at Fulham in the in the league. Yes. Where he just he's just running towards the goal and the ball happens to be then in, to come into his feet and then it just goes yeah. in. The difference, I think, with the Lewandowski goal against on Thursday night on Wednesday night was that, yet yeah, the, the Athletic Club, the Bilbao defender, is, going to, is about to clear the ball, and Lewandowski is kind of charging towards him, running towards him. But if you look at it, he pulls his leg out. And I, I really think that strikers of his quality, even if you don't think that he's a top, top, top world class anymore, <coughs> but he has been. I just don't think they do anything. That everything is kind of calculated and done for a reason. And I'm sure that Lewandowski pulls his leg like in case he says, like, this is going to be cleared. It's a very low probability that I could block that. But if I can, I, I, I just, I'm I'll just going to try gamble because... Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then 99% of, of, 99 times out of 100, the ball doesn't hit him and doesn't go mm-hmm. in straight away. But, you know, it's like when you follow a shot. A teammate yeah, yeah. is shooting. You know there's one chance out of 100 that the keeper is going to spill it or fumbles it, so then you follow, and 99 but, times you go for nothing, but the one, the last time you go and score.
0: But that's also what distinguishes, I think, uh, a great player is what's up here in his mind. Lewandowski hasn't lost that exactly. football brain, because even your, your example there of chasing it down in case the keeper spills it, there's different ways to chase it down, right? You need to know, what area am I going to attack? Where yeah, am yeah, I going yeah. to go? How is he likely to spit it? The reality is many elite footballers have brains that tell them, Ahead of time, how to do that? It's it's like when we spoke to when we spoke to Ben Davies on yeah. the Up and Coming Gab and Jules meets podcast, and he talked about training with Michael Laudrup, who you know must have been his mid fifties at the time, and he had all the time in the world in yeah. the ball, and he could see so things. Yeah, you know, maybe the dude couldn't run as much, but the brain is still there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I was a bit
1: more uncomfortable with was Lewandowski's celebration, where he basically told people to shush and everything. You've scored a goal, OK, it's, it was clever for you to try it, but this is not like if you scored the Lamin-Yamal goal that is scored later on in that game, and then you can shush people because you scored something up. An amazing goal. So like, come on, Lever, you don't he, score much this season. It's not a good season. When you score like that, it's a bit of luck. Even if you provoked it, it's still a bit of luck. Don't go and start like shushing people.
0: They're going to have a big call to make in the summer on Lewandowski. He's going to have one year left on his contract. What would you do? Uh, I I don't think you can shift him. I I don't know who's going to come and give you money for... He's going to be, what, 33, 34? 34, even, at that that stage, right? Yeah, maybe even on his 35 years, yeah. If somebody comes along and gives you a little bit of money for him and says, Leva, come play for us for for two years, kind of a level down from those wages, or he makes an emotional decision or whatever, quick fix, maybe. But otherwise... I think you have to keep them and say, Leva, since you're not going, you're going, to be here. You'll you'll play, you'll work with Vitor Roque, you, you teach v- Vitor Roque, be his Yoda, uh, and a year from now, yeah. bye-bye. Because at that age, we can't sustain these these wages. Uh, a guy who, by the way, is clearly playing well below his wages, um, or rather, his wages are well below his performance, Le Mal. He had a bit of a lull, I think, a couple months ago yeah, in the season. Yeah. But now you see the personality, the decision making. We saw it the weekend against Betis. We saw it here too. You you're, may criticize him for missing that, that goal. No, it's just I think he took it for granted and he switched his off. But the guy has so much personality and so much quality and generally makes so many great decisions. Yeah. And like, I guarantee you he's going to remember this.
1: Yeah, the maturity. I mean, you saw him on the bench after he came off before the end, and you could tell there's one that he misses earlier, even before the big one that he missed that we've talked already about. And you could tell that he's devastated. He should be, of course. I think the maturity that he showed again in that game, the goal he scored, which is a very Messi-esque, um, on the right hand side, dribbling, coming inside, shooting with your left foot and curling it, and then at the at the far post, it's just amazing. He's sixteen and one hundred and ninety-six days, I think it is, or one hundred and sixty-six days. It's just ridiculous. He's even he's so far from even being seventeen, man. It's not like he was seventeen tomorrow, <laughs> no. like Paul Kubasi was. But it's just it's just ridiculous. I just love it. And Rafinha has been good, to be fair, for chavi and, and uh, for Barcelona. But for me, there's just no debate on who should play as that right winger in this team at all. He makes things happen so much. And we saw the chance that so that big one we misses is his press. In a team that doesn't press well, that's still, I find it... And annoying and frustrating to watch them, not pressing efficiently, not even trying to beat the press. Because and to be fair, there are not many teams like Atletico Club de Bilbao. To go back to that conversation we had about Spanish teams that press well and that have yeah. that kind of intensity. There are not many, especially as San Mamés, and that's how they scored their third one by pressing well. But Barça struggle at times to beat that press, but
0: he presses well when they don't have the ball, and I think that is very very important too. <laughs> so. Going back to this kind of projecting forward, actually, I'll do that in a minute because you wanted to pick on Sergio Roberto again.
1: You know what I think of Sergio Roberto. Okay. <laughs> I we don't need like to go. him.
0: The way he loses
1: the ball on that third goal in extra time is unforgivable. It's Gab. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: The, the ball it's, also goes right by the center. center it doesn't of the matter. Your
1: team is not set up for you to lose mm-hmm. the ball there and then have this team. And then we said the energy, energy that. Atletic club have is incredible and they have five players in the box in the hundred and ten minutes or something ridiculous like that, so this is mad. However, you should never lose the ball and he's an experienced guy. The only thing I can give him is the experience and then you go and do something like that, you came on and you do this, I think it's not acceptable. All
0: right. Um, sort of projecting forward with Barcelona, if they are in a situation where they have to sacrifice players or the subject... I'm gonna be very clear about what I would do. and This is what I would have done instead of pulling your, all your stupid levers. Um, I would trust the kids because you have a framework of kids there, right? Yeah. Kubars, uh, Yamal, you got people that, like, like, like Fermi Lopez, yeah. Pedri, Baldi. Gavici return, who, who, oh yeah, Balde, of course, right? You've got other people yeah. like Ferran Torres, who you know is trying really hard. He's, he's you know, the Tiburon, the, the shark, whatever, that may be hokey. And if you have to sacrifice people to, to shed wages, you do that. In terms of sacrificing people, though, I wonder who can you actually let go that you'll get money for? Because I think it's pretty obvious. They were hoping, ah, Ansu Fati, he goes to Brighton, did Zerbi, yeah. sets the Premier League on does fire, does well, you right? sell for 15. And then we yeah. sell him for a ton of money, right? So right now, who's there's the no highest-valued player in
1: their squad? Sorry? Who is the highest-valued player in their, squa- in their squad? For me, I, 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 it's I assume, Arojo. Arojo. More Arojo. More, more than Frankie. More than Gavi. Yeah, but, you, but, but I think they are the ones that are not touchable you, You're not going to sell Gavi or Pedri. Arojo is... There's a new contract negotiation situation that is not very clear whether he really wants to stay, whether they could really show him I, with a big pay rise or whatever that they want him to stay. Yeah. I would I, I would but I you can't let him go either. He's the no, best. I, I, I would I can't far. let him go. No,
0: no, no, no. I, I I think you would have to see what you can get for Kunde and his wages. Ideally I think you would let Gundogan go but you're not gonna get anything for him. Yeah.
1: Um Could you let Testegen and play Pena? Is Naki good enough even?
0: Big, big leap up, right? Mm. Uh, De Jong again, though, but De Jong, man. But he won't want to leave. He didn't want to leave <laughs> last summer. He's not going to, he seems pretty happy there, even. Oh, I think you need to get, you no, know, I think I, you obviously don't trigger the Joel Felix thing. Um, if you have to sacrifice somebody, I think Rafinha could have a market. Yeah, I agree. But you don't want to be in that situation. So hopefully, if you're a Barca fan, it never gets to that. Speaking of possibilities, just to wrap this, um, a lot of people went nuts when they spotted a certain former Barcelona assistant coach. Yeah, and in, translator. And translator, yeah. Um, I believe he has a house there, so I'm assuming yes, that's why. We're talking I about Jose so Mourinho, of course. Yeah. Rocking up. Um, no chance. This is just fantasy land, yeah. No chance whatsoever. I, I, I was trying to think of like the reasons why and there are just so many. It's so many. And uh, also, what, two
1: managers only in the history of the game have managed both, Real Madrid and Barcelona, I think, one being Radomir Antic and the other one, can't remember the name. It, come on, it, these, these things don't happen. They don't happen. They just don't happen. All Jose Mourinho that he is, they just don't happen. He's never going to manage Barcelona.
0: And all his history and the fact yeah. that when Mourinho shows up, you end up spending money and yeah, so yeah, on. Yeah, no. and he's, yeah, he's not even very good. If he was like, yeah, his prime, maybe, but no. By the way, Roma's account, just as an aside, just to throw this in for all these people who don't seem to understand the concept of money, um, Jose Mourinho and his staff, Roma's accounts from, from last season came out, in which season in which they cut losses and they still lost 99 million. And it's very obvious that it was an economic reason yeah. to let him go. Mourinho and his staff cost the club 19 million euros a season. That's about 23, um, 22, 23 million dollars. Off the top of my head, Pep Guardiola's staff costs you more. I'm pretty sure Carlo Ancelotti's staff costs you less. I'm pretty yeah. sure Jurgen Klopp's staff. cost you less and by the way Mourinho's staff it's not like he's got God Jesus and the apostles on his staff he has a bunch of relative no names yeah just yeah very expensive I I think you start to understand why this is only going selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash gab jewels all lowercase go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash gab jewels All right, enough, Barca. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gav. Rafael Guerrero, who I believe is kind of French, (laughs) uh, scores one and bright, even. (laughs) Scores the only goal as Bayern beat Union Berlin in the game that was postponed by that Munich snowstorm. That's right. They're now back to being four points behind Leverkusen. Yeah. Jules, does this mean I was wrong about all my Tuchel doubts?
1: No, Gabi. Ah, so I was right,
0: and you and Jan were wrong. Okay.
1: It was not great at all. Again, uh, Neuer came up with a big save in the second half. I mean, you can't control the whole game. But I just think, again, the tempo was slow. And it was a team that was very defensive, set up to defend. They had 80% of possession, which, again, I know we used to big numbers from the top, top clubs in Europe, but still 80% is a lot. And I just don't think they did enough with that. But in the end, they won. I think that's all to hold Ked and the team and everybody. But even him on the touchline didn't really look that happy. And to be fair, the best thing happened is the second quick hit, Gabby, because- Whoa, sorry, Before
0: we get to that, yeah. Upamecano coming yeah. off and Eric Dyer making his debut.
1: Yeah, I never want, I, I really hope that I would never see that happening, but it did happen. Conrad Leimer as well, by the way. So it's two big injuries now and, if only, wait, and they're, not front, signing,
0: they're not signing Kieran Tripp here uh, at least so they right, say Muckele,
1: I think Mukiele is going to come now even more it's even more important for them to sign a defender so Mukiele okay. yeah, so Kimmich was, who's not a six won't go you know, I'm just, no maybe not. I think I, PSG would try Kimmich in the summer now but, but yeah you're right those two injuries are the bad news of the night as well but I was going to say the Maybe the the certainly the most interesting thing in this whole game, Gabi, is what we saw in the second half when we witnessed a coach sent off for slapping an opposing player in the face. What was Nenad Pjelic's thinking when he like slapped Leroy Sane in the face?
0: Uh, I don't know, but this twice this, as well. He, he did, He's going to get a long ban. He should get a long ban yeah. for it. This is absolutely absolutely unforgivable. You know, unless unless Sane said something. To him about his family about his ethnicity about his God or whatever yeah. that caused him to snap hair, yeah. I'd love to know yeah, his hair I'd love to know the mini game circumstances right we always get this arguing over the balls the throw in blah blah yeah, blah
1: that's what happened Bielica has the ball doesn't want to give it back for the throw yeah. in to, to you, you, you,
0: you can't hit somebody right just because it's you're scarier mad. and I'm sure in a street fight Nina Bielica would turn Leroy San into a little yeah. puddle of oil but you know this isn't WWE this isn't macho stuff uh, shame on him well done, Sané, for keeping it calm. Because yeah, yeah. I have to say, Leroy Sané gets some criticism. Leroy Sané is not the problem. He is working really, really hard. Working incredibly hard compared to Kingsley Coleman, who laid Eight. another turd. Um, but uh, well done to him. It was a testy oh, yeah. thing. And I also want to say this about about Bayern. It's the kind of game where if they scored first and Union Berlin had opened up, maybe it would have been a blowout. Yeah. But the fact that it didn't shows there's still a long way yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea beat up Middlesbrough 6-1 to advance to the League Cup final. Jules, this game was over well before halftime. And yet it I was. forced myself to watch until the end. Yeah. So you can see uh, that Middlesbrough guy scored that great goal. Yeah, Rogers, who I
1: think is a really promising kid. Listen, I've been I've been critical of Pochettino and this Chelsea team and their progress before. I I, I want to say, and I have to say, this was good. Okay, maybe Borough were a bit naive the way they tried to play out from the back, all of that. So he will need to be backed up against... Aston Villa in the FA Cup, for example, and later in the league, and Pochettino said after the game, you know, maybe it's time to give this team some credit, which to a certain extent, I agree, because I thought there was a lot of good things in that game. I like Chilwell, I like the, the positions that he picked up. I like some of the work on the right hand side, even this Sassi right back, to be fair, was okay. So I was like, okay. And And for that... I need to just say well done because yeah, they destroyed them. Yes, Borough were naive a bit I think in the way they approached that game but they've just played like they usually play
0: and Chelsea were far superior so well done to them. Yeah, they're in the League Cup final. Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, you, no, look, you're so hard I to no, please. I, I, I'm i not going to say
0: that. I understand why Pochettino said it. If I, I would have said the same thing. I don't think you necessarily judge or no, give credit in a game I like say. this against Middlesbrough. As you it's said, Middlesbrough playing the way they did and, and, and Chelsea playing the I mean, I would give them credit for other performances in games maybe they've lost. Yeah, yeah. But they showed more signs of progress.
1: Inter have won the Italian Super Cup again as Lautaro Martinez scores the better beater and they win 1-0 in Riyadh against Napoli. Gab, Napoli were unhappy with our second booking for Gio Simeone at the hour mark and the red cards.
0: Yeah, so Napoli, I thought, gave it a good go. Um... It it, it felt like that because the game was close at the end. And you go back and you watch the highlights and you kind of see Inter had a lot of chances, a lot of the The the, better. They're just on a different level. What was really nice, and I've been critical about Riyadh, but I'd love to know the answer to this, is at the end, just a celebration. I mean, they celebrate like they'd won something really, really, really meaningful. And also, there were a bunch of Inter fans with signs of the Curva Nord-Milano and all this stuff. Yeah, there was stuff. Did they go there? Did they buy a package tour? Did somebody fly them over? I was really curious. Maybe, yeah, that's Were true. those actually ac- local actors impersonating Italians? <laughs> like at the Qatar World Cup kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I was maybe. wondering about that. But uh, no, well done. Yeah. The Super Cup is what it is. But um, another win for Inter. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com gab. Just go to indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jules, we not done because we got more quick hits? Yes. Uh, this is so big. Oh, we need to leave the segment with it. I, PSA Eindhoven have failed to win again. Yeah. Losing 1-0 to Feyenoord in the Dutch Cup. That's two straight games since we started jinxing Peter Bosch and started saying nice things about him. <laughs> exactly. Should we be mean about him again so PSA can start winning?
1: Yeah, saying that, you know, Peter Bosch, kamikaze's uh, tactics <laughs> and everything are just never gonna work. But they you know, against Utrecht, maybe the pressure got to them a little bit because it was the record. They could have gone, they took the lead, and then after that, it felt that the nerves kicked in because they were so close to beating that incredible record, to be fair, and starting a season 18, eight, like 18 and zero, zero defeats, zero draws, 18 wins in 18 games. This felt a little bit different, and this was always, I think, the failure that the only team who. Is actually almost as good as PSV in the league. Ajax are, we've
0: said Despite the gap.
1: Yeah, despite the gap. Feyenoord really are the only one, I think, that can trouble them, even when PSV are on a good day. So this could be a, a turning point. There's 10 points, I think, between PSV and Feyenoord in the table, so it's still a big gap but I wonder if that could have quite a big impact on the rest of the
0: season. I just don't know what to say about him. If I should be nice, if I should be mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Liverpool will be Chelsea's opponent at Wembley in the League Cup Final at the end of February. Gabi, they drew 1-1 at Craven Cottage against Fulham after winning 2-1 at home. But it could be
0: dicey at the end. Yeah, shaky. so much so that it kind of made me wonder um, would it Fulham... Not only decide to play like 25 minutes from the end. Did Harry Wilson coming on against his old club? Yeah. Did he change everything? Uh, did Liverpool drop the tempo? I still Liverpool's still not a 90 minute team right no, now. That's true. Obviously, a billion absences for uh, uh, for, for Liverpool. Salah, Alexander Arnold, Salah, whatever. That's not news. Um, but it did strike me, and I saw something which I never thought I'd see, which was I, I mean, they must have played three at the back before, but all of a sudden taking off a striker to send on. Konate yeah. to defend the, the lead on aggregate. Yeah. Very un yeah, that's like Very Valter very mazzari yeah. Hey, worked out. Deservedly in the final. <laughs> Sticking with Liverpool, Mo Salah's agent, Rami Abbas, says he'll miss three to four weeks as his injury is worse than expected. Yeah. Egypt are through to the Cup of Nations. We'll get to that. He was there cheering them on from the sidelines. Yeah, lines. I love him. But now he's going back to Liverpool for treatment. Some have questioned his loyalty to I mean, Egypt and Klopp didn't like that. So...
1: I mean I don't know Ivory Coast and where the Egypt national team is staying, what kind of medical uh, material they have or all that kind of stuff, but I would think that right now for Mo to recover from a hamstring injury, even if it's not too serious, it's probably better with all the um, the the stuff that Liverpool have in their brand new, modern training ground to look after him well. And, make and also him where they work quickly. with him
0: all the time, so they have all his they, medical exactly. history and everything and it's they know a, his body better. It's
1: not a long flight, do it. And then if he's ready, fit and Egypt are still in the, in the competition, send him back. He can maybe play the semi-final if they're there, the final if they're there, whatever. But you can't criticise him or Liverpool or even Egypt to allowing him no. to
0: go back to Liverpool to get that treatment, come on. Or even if you just let him back, even if he's not fit, just to be on the semi, in, 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 on the sidelines for the final, like, like Cristiano oh, and yeah. the Euros. Yeah, that could be possible too. <laughs> Former Milan Legends Vonimir Boban has
1: resigned from his post as UEFA director of football and close advisor to President Alexander Seferin, Gab. He was pretty clear as well on why he did that.
0: Yeah, he uh, he led out a long release, a long statement where you know we've we've, we've told you before about how Chefferin wants to kind of formalize and reinterpret the statutes. The statutes have term limits that you can only serve yeah. two terms, and because Chefferin took over when he took over in twenty seventeen, I think it was, it, he didn't serve a a full, a full term first, well, yeah. because he took over after Michel Platini was uh, was banned. He's saying, oh no, look, I, I get to stay on until twenty thirty one, which by the way is what. Johnny Infantino's planning at FIFA and others too. A lot of people we've told you before are against this. Yeah, this is no, not good governance. Um, and Boban said, look, I'm going to walk away because you're doing this. Essentially, right? We, we we've put these rules in place. This is against the spirit of the uh, of the laws uh, at a minimum." It's interesting with Boban because he's a very very intelligent guy, not just for a footballer but in general. But he's also somebody who's a strong personality. We saw that. We saw that at Milan. He was working at Milan. He walked out. He worked at FIFA, right, with uh, with Jeffrey's nemesis Infantino. Yeah. And then he walked out. Um, he's the kind of advisor or helper who he says, "Hey, Jules, like if I were working for you, and I told you, Jules, you screwed up. This sucks. Your shoes are ugly. You're making stupid arguments." And and I'm empowered enough that I don't need to kiss your rear end, and I can walk away. Surely, I would think that's more valuable to you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And credit to him. It's, it's. I I think, I think it is a credit to him. And and I hope Chefrin reviews his situation because, as I said before, like if you think you're like he's had a difficult run and he's done, I think he did a good job in stopping stopping the Super League, keeping everything together, clubs on board, whatever. But if you think only you're so necessary to football that only you can do it it means that you haven't put the governance in place in your organisation, yeah, that somebody true. can replace you. Calvin Phillips has joined West Ham on loan from Manchester City. Jules, fair to say it didn't work out at the other hand?
1: No, yeah, I think that's fair. Gab he had a terrible time there. He should have left earlier even. Uh, I don't know if it's him. The fact that he might not be good enough to play in a Pep team, maybe it's that Pep <laughs> lost patience and we know that can happen with Pep Guardiola too. I don't know, I think this is a good move. I mean, West Ham, between Wolf Alvarez... Uh, Calvin Phillips now, even Sudeik, they've got even Paqueta. that can play a bit deeper. They've got a lot of players there. Top so four, look really out! Interesting. No, but like it's a loan, so yeah, you're paying all his wages, which are really high. But still, well done. And if that works out for you at West Ham, then you can sign him permanently. I'm sure you will be very happy to stay. Udinese have banned five supporters following the racist abuse suffered by Mike Maignan at the weekend, and the Italian FA will make them. Play the next home match
0: behind closed doors. Is that fair punishment? Do you think? So it's fr- well done, Udinese again. They took ownership yep. of them. It could do a little bit less with saying like, "We're not a racist city." Nobody's accusing yeah, you of being a racist city. Is, enough. Just, enough of saying it's just that, on that. right? But you've taken at meaningful action. You've identified the supporters. You were proactive. You didn't wait for, for for law enforcement to run its course. That part of the investigation is still ongoing. There may be more people banned. This business was making their home next home match play behind closed doors—they're very angry about that. They're saying, "Why are you punishing all the fans?" Yeah. I think part of the reason is videos emerged that some fans continued to racially abuse Mike Mignan after the game restarted. And secondly, Mignan was booed, not racially, but he was booed by big sections of the stadium when they came back on. And and again, I expect people to understand that, hey, if somebody is racially abused, they have a right to ask the referee to interview without you booing them you know, in a non racial way, but yeah, without yeah. you booing them. And, and, and I think that's why. And hopefully people will understand that. Uh, upsets a, a plan, plenty of excitement at the Africa Cup of Nations jewels. Egypt sneak through with a 2 2 draw against Cape Verde, in which they take the lead in the 93rd minute through Mohamed Mustafa, then concede in the 99th minute. Incredible. But it's okay because Ghana ended up conceding twice and time added on uh, to Mozambique. And so they're out. It's incredible. That day,
1: uh, which I believe was maybe Monday night. Uh, no, Tuesday night, sorry, Tuesday night was just incredible, I think. Yeah. Uh, in, on Monday or Tuesday, the way it happened, the fight at Ghana were cruising 2 0 up against Mozambique and then considers two goals to be knocked out, humiliated, really. Chris Hinton lost his job. Incredible what we saw in the South so far. And Gab Nigeria through after beating Guinea-Bissau much more comfortably. But how about Victor Ozyman saying
0: that he's already decided where he's going to play next season? That's right. He said he has made his decision. We don't know what it is. Obviously, he signed a contract through 2026 and he has a release clause of 120 to 130 million. I think it's a generic decision rather than a specific club for now, but watch his space. Meanwhile, Jules, in that same group, Equatorial Guinea destroyed Côte d'Ivoire 4-0. Wow. Now they still advanced because of late goals elsewhere. Fourth best, third place team. It was very, very much in the balance. It was a miracle almost. This is really embarrassing for the host nation.
1: So bad. I mean, they just didn't play too bad. I thought in that game. It's just they had a lot of chances. Yeah, they had chances, and Equatorial Guinea was super clinical. Four goals goals, though. You can't give up
0: four goals. True.
1: Some really good finish. One free kick, amazing. You know, everything basically they were trying worked. Uh, Jean Claude. Jean-Claude Gasset, what well, I, I keep forgetting his first name. Um Gasset, the uh Ivory Coast head coach. So the players crying in the in the dressing room after the after the game decided to step down. I mean I think the Ivory Federation then pretended that they sacked him, but really he was always gonna walk out after after what happened. So they are in the last 16 rounds without a head coach. So Emerson Faye, who was the kind of Team manager, assistant coach will take over, which is not really ideal when you're on home soil too, and
0: everybody is expecting you to win the whole competition. You know, now that Jose Mourinho has time on his hands, what if he just flies down there for the rest of the tournament Imagine, just to motivate I mean, them? That How be, cool would that be? That would be. Amazing. How cool would that be? You want to do something that like elevates you even further, Jose? Yeah, that do would that. Be, it's just a couple yeah. of weeks' work. And but Jean-Louis Gasset. This is Jean-Louis, isn't it?
1: I mean, okay, he steps down because... Because you told be me ex- they're
0: going to say, no, don't go.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> of course. <laughs> say, yeah, please, let let, let wow. we open you the door. Uh, but it's weird that you step down before even knowing if you're through and now they're through and he's not there anymore. I mean, yeah, one of those days, you know. And more drama in Group C as well, Gabi, because Cameroon is an injury time winner from Christopher who... Yeah, that's it. Who to beat Gambia 3-2 and stay in the tournament. But how about that handball goal from Mohamed Sané? Var Ernie skip there. I mean, th- this was absolutely nuts. Obviously, Cameroon going out would have been
0: unbelievable because they went two
1: one down, Cameroon.
0: They were two one down. They made that change um, at the end. Uh, Ondoa uh, uh, replacing, of course, Andre Onana. Oh, that was I don't think anybody wants to see ever again in Cameroon, like no, not even on holiday. Um, 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 poor guy. Uh, and, it, and it was absolutely, it was absolutely mad it, it, at the end. Uh, they equalized to make a two two. Christopher Wu coming off the bench to score. And then in like minute ninety-seven or ninety-nine, there's, 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 there's the cross cool, right? from Gambia, yeah. and you know in real time, like you don't quite realize what happened. You can't see it. You see the television. ball go into the net, and everybody's celebrating, and Cameroon's heads are down, and what whatever. Like Until
1: from the beginning, the goalkeeper from Cameroon says like, it's a handball. I know it's a handball. And you can see him. He says, la, "Il a touché la main." It's handball, handball, handball.
0: But then you watch the replay, and you're like, "Oh my god, thank you VAR." Thank you, VAR. Yeah, honestly, you, you can go and then spin it, and this is nobody else lawn, saw it, right? But the referee completely missed this, yeah. and because there were a crowd of people, whatever. Without VAR, they'd be out. Yeah, and and then this is why. But 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 also, if you're Mohammed Sane, I mean, dude, come on. did you forget there's VAR? I guess he's not used to playing with but VAR. I don't you know, not no even VAR or no
1: VAR? You should never cheat like that. An, yeah. With intention to try to score with your hand when you know exactly what you're doing. If it's you know an accident, something like that, but you know unless of course
0: unless well no, if you're Diego and it's not you because (laughs) it is it is God God who's elevating you into the heavens. Yeah, that's very true. Mauritania hadn't scored a goal before this tournament, but they make history by knocking out uh, Algeria one 0 Jules, you warned us this could happen. You were very worried and concerned yeah. about your boy Belmadi.
1: Yeah, I still didn't think it would happen. To be fair, they just need a point. Algeria, a point against a team that had never won in a in any Afcon that they've played in, who'd never scored a goal. It was impossible for Algeria to be knocked out by this Mauritania team. Although their head coach Amir Abdu. Did really well with the Comoros before, but still, this was not possible. With the Comoros, come Com- on. Comoros is how you say it. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. I'm saying like. I don't know how you it's, say it. It's a English, tiny group of islands that like. It, it, it's remarkable. He specializes yeah. in uber minnows, yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Incredible. Like
0: Gibraltar job beckons next, yeah? But still, this
1: shouldn't have hap- should no. have never happened. Uh, Belmadi dropping Rian Marais to the bench, changing the formation, going two up top, trying something good, and Usamawa starting as a 10, who was a disgrace, I thought, in that game. And to be fair, Jaya didn't play too bad. There are chances... But Baba on a Kamias different day, they win. But gold. it is these yeah, underdog stories, which are special. Yeah, exactly. And Belmadina has been sacked, of course. So Ivory Coast sacked their manager. Algeria sacked their manager. Tunisia left them. Ghana, as well, because of all the casualties in this incredible Afghan so far. And Gab, we can only spend so much time on AFCON, but give a shout shout out to all the other teams that have qualified.
0: And we have some really tasty last 16 ties as well coming up. Absolutely. Senegal stayed perfect. Three of three. Guinea are through. Angola are through beating Burkina Faso, which I did not expect. Uh, Mali are through. South Africa are through. Namibia, first time ever for them. Well done. DR Congo, I think, looked really good. And Morocco, who I think with Senegal maybe have to be the favorites in the tournament right now.
1: Senegal Ivory Coast in in the last 16. And Nigeria, Cameron.
0: Incredible. How about that? And then th- yeah. those are serious regional yeah. grudge matches yeah, as massive, well. massive robbery. Jules, we joked on Monday that Gio Reyna signing up with George Mendes meant he'd be linked to clubs in the Mendesphere. Now, this is one of the situations where you say a joke because it's so ludicrous and so absurd, and, uh, and yet it happens. No word from Wolves yet, Not yet. but I said we've been proven right. Nottingham Forest, the yeah. Mendes Club, are working on a deal. Some people even say that they have a loan deal in place, although... Dortmund rather Salem. The Athletic reports that Sevilla are interested. And build say it's Marseille. Now, like I'm serious, I'm waiting for Wolves to, to come out of the yeah, woodwork. You
1: just need, yeah, you just need Wolves to step up, really. What are you doing uh, in Wolverhampton? But right now, I, I was told last night, and we wrote it on the ESPN website as well, that it's all sorted between the two clubs, Marseille and, and Dortmund. Forest and Dortmund, there's two other clubs who have the same kind of agreement as well and I don't know those clubs, so one might be Sevilla, one, one might three. be Wolves, maybe, I don't know.
0: And so it's it, basically all him just moving his little things, right? Yeah, How but then it's down him? to
1: Gio to choose now. But, but Marseille might not be a bad shot, although he would be in competition with I Aminari mean, to play as a 10 behind the striker. So he's not guaranteed game time there because Harit has been really good for Marseille so far in Ligue 1. A forest. Okay, there's Gibbs White as a 10, but he can play wide because he's not gonna take Gibbs White's position. So Elanga and Utsanodol players like that. I think Joe at his best <laughs> could, could could start for them. Sevilla, I would not touch with the barport is that what Bar-Paul, you say? Yeah. Barge um, I don't know who are the other two clubs, but at least
0: clubs are real. We know we know like how they all pop up. Like, yeah,
1: you no, know, I know, but at least at least the choice is down to him.
0: Yeah, what I would do, I would go back to George. Say, George, I want a mid-table club, no drama, nothing to play for. So that can you find me a mid-table club in the top five the leagues? Let's ticking. not make money uh, an issue. And look, what you really should do is you should go on loan. It should not be a permanent deal. Yeah, I can but understand that's a loan what, deal for everyone. There's no, it's not a permanent deal right now. Every, everything is. A lo- so Dorman have agreed to that because yeah, yeah. What, what I was hearing was that like Dorman's like, well, wait a minute, if you go on loan and then you know, you're only going to have a year left on your contract, then you could leave for a song. Yeah, but no, I think that's
1: a uh, loan, certainly in the Marseille case. UEFA president Alexander Seferin uh, gave an interview to The Telegraph here in England where he said "I still convinced UEFA were right in banning
0: Manchester City. Are you surprised? Well, I would hope that he believes UEFA were I mean, right. Yeah, we, we brought the weird. case against them. The case ultimately, got got let's overturned. not forget, yeah. was overturned, not because they found out it wasn't right, but in part because they found certain allegations were not proven, which isn't the same as being that they're not true, and in part because certain obligations were were time-barred. So, uh, yeah, I I would hope so. Jules, those rumours about Kareem Benzema leaving Al-Atihad won't go away.
1: Kareem the Dream, you're still my favourite, you know that. Um, Yeah, I mean, we reported it, to be fair, that he was really considering every option, especially leaving. More uh, media outlets have reported this week that he asked to leave, uh and uh the club refused obviously they tried to loan him to another saudi club i mean come on like what are you doing hey, is saudi the issue it's just not it's just not ha- happening here for there for him he's not happy um i think it's not so much the fact that he chose to go there but it's just that overall a bit like what Emre Laporte said the other day in in the area that's just the whole thing has been really underwhelming for a lot of those Pros who came from Europe, from top, top clubs into the Saudi League and haven't find the same degree of expertise, experience, professionalism, all of that. And the mentality, I think, is also a problem for some of them, not him so much, but for others. So it's all of that. But he knows they're not going to let him go, I think. Even if there's still, still a few days to go, I think he knows that he will stay. Anas Lagrari, like one of the co-founders of A22, the company behind the Super League, said that 20 clubs have already pledged to join their Super League project, Gabi. And he confirmed that every single game will be streamed, free for everyone to watch. Uh,
0: yeah, so he was speaking to West France, which yeah. I believe is a, is a newspaper in the west of France. Exactly. so, yeah. so yeah. imaginative, right? A regional newspaper, yeah. The what type? A big regional newspaper. You can't mm. buy it everywhere in the country, but... Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so basically, look, and he's right in the sense that if a club says, yeah, I'll join, but I can't come out and say that I'll join, of course, clubs always want to weigh up their options and whatever. This business where people said, oh, because there's been some false reporting, some people say there'll be one game a week, some people will say that one game will be free and the others you'll have to pay for and so on. No, no, he came out and he said, every single game will be free and we're going to have targeted ads. So if you're in Rennes, you might see a different ad than I see in Madrid. Dude, show me how the hell you're gonna monetize this. Like, seriously, like, you really think you can make ad-supported, purely ad-supported thing and get the revenue? What? What? You think you reinvented the wheel? Like, I mean, honestly, (laughs) how how are you gonna do this? Like, honestly, nobody can monetize to that degree. Nobody, or if they would i mean unless you think yeah, you're yeah. so much smarter it's a magical technology unless you have up. the
1: free stream and then normal televisions as well showing the same games or the because same normal play.
0: televisions are going to pay for something that you can watch but free maybe they on the
1: less I, uh, yeah i don't know uh, it doesn't but, make but any sense not, to
0: me it's 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 odd like i'd love to see real numbers real tv yeah. people somebody vet this has a new contract at real madrid jules um i'm guessing this wouldn't have happened if there was any doubt that he'd be good as new when he comes back, yeah?
1: Yeah, I think so. I know it's a big ACL injury, of course, and we don't we're not really sure exactly when he'll be back. But you trust the process. You, he's young. He's a young player. He's an outstanding player. You continue this. Um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Well this rehabilitation? This, yeah, no. But the, the, the program of renewing all those contracts of your young players. So they are on long-term deal from Vinicius, obviously, to Valverde, to Militao, to Camavinga, to Chuamini to all of that. And, and Rodrigo, this is the right thing to do, obviously. So this one was no surprise, 2028, well done to him, he will come back and probably be as good as before. Tottenham owner Joe Lewis has pleaded guilty to insider trading in, New York, in a New York court. Gab, is this significant?
0: I don't think it's significant to Spurs. I think it's significant to him and kind of embarrassing. Like the dude is in his 80s. He's, in millionaire. he's a millionaire. He lives on a boat like, or whatever with his yeah, art yeah, collection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've spoken about him before. I think Tottenham are kind of permanently up for sale uh, anyway, uh, if he can make more money at this stage. But sure. he's also old and he's a fan. Um, what was funny was what he was doing was... He was giving tips to his personal pilot, to his driver cleaner. his cleaner just about deals that were he was about, about to do. that he was about to do where you could piggyback on and then automatically instead in lieu of paying bonuses. That yeah. that's what he's pleaded guilty to. He faces some other uh, some other charges. Um I think he's liquid enough. It's not going to impact Spurs. No, So you can feel good about that. Yeah. This is way back on Monday, but Jules, Atletico Madrid, went away to Granada for their game in hand and won 1-0 with a goal from Alvaro Morata.
1: Yeah. Back on track? Morata saving them again. Uh, they look tired at times. I won't lie. They play a lot. They play again on Thursday night. So after we record the pod, the show in the, in the Copa del Rey, they will have a game at the weekend too. So they're coming... Uh, fast those games with the Super Cup, etc, etc. Uh, but, all again, all was important was to win that game and to bridge that gap a little bit, which they have now. They're still what, eight points behind Real Madrid, I think it is. See, it's not about Real Madrid, it's about
0: Atletico, yeah. and Barcelona. Yeah, true. Level behind. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: need to finish top four. So, yeah, a good win and you don't concede, which hasn't happened no. too often this season. And sticking with Atletico, Mozy Kane
0: is reportedly on his way. Does that make sense to you, this move? It makes sense for Juve because you get his wages off the bill, and because you don't really need him because obviously, kind of has emerge. You've got Milik, you've got and of course, you've got uh, you've got Vlaovic. Um From Atletico's perspective, I think I think this has to do with the fact I think they're still hoping to move Korea. Yeah, um, which I think Korea is a better player, but hey, Korea I believe is an Uncle George guy, so Uncle George can speak sure. to his friends in Saudi, get some nice money in. And Kane can be your fourth striker between now and the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, he needs to play. He needs to play if he wants to be go- going to the Euros. True. Um, yeah, it's a big move family. We had UEFA Women's Champions League games last night. Jules, what stood out for you? And please don't just talk to me about Paris Saint-Germain no, beating I Ajax.
1: St- I will start because it was a really good win. Katoto was outstanding. Tabitha as well again. I love the way they play. My girl... Gras Gayoro scored, the captain. So I was super happy watching that. I mean, the biggest take is that Chelsea are through, which... Being Real Madrid, no less. Yeah, but Real Madrid have been, despite having a good squad and playing some, having some good performances, has just been dreadful. It's just not happening for them. They only have one point, I think, in that group with Haken and Paris FC. Um, So well done to Chelsea without Sam Kerr, with rotation, making it and joining Barca and Lyon, who are the other two teams that are already qualified. By the way, in the PSG, uh, group with Ajax, Bayern Munich, and Roma. All four teams can still qualify, like it was the case for the PHD men's group before the last game. So, the two amazing suspense.
0: Roma drawing 2-2 with Bayern.
1: Yeah, but they needed to win, uh, and they were very close to win, and they got pegged back right at the end. So, dramatic ending there in Rome. And from a little Paris FC, well, there's still hope. They will have to beat Chelsea at home to qualify. It's not impossible. It would be difficult, but hey, we have to believe they're on an incredible. Well, just
0: Chelsea are through. Why don't we just play on yeah, exactly. the scrubs? And They will rotate more, I think. So, yeah, it's it's not impossible.
1: Gab, Quincy Promise is in trouble again.
0: I I, want to write a book about him so I can sell the movie rights to this man's life. Okay, do you remember Quincy Promise? We once thought he was going to be the real deal coming out of Dutch football. So, prosecutors in Holland have asked for a nine-year prison sentence. He's charged with smuggling 1,300 kilograms of cocaine. That's several tons, I believe. Yeah. Uh, hidden a shipment of sea salt from Brazil. Uh, so, he's like like a serious, like... Cocaine godfather, according to these prosecutors. Yeah, that's a love drug. <laughs> now, of course, he's already been found guilty yep. of stabbing his cousin in the knee, as you do, and sentenced to 18 months. Uh, he's appealing that sentence. Although, frankly, even if he's guilty, I don't know if he's going to serve a day in prison because he's not there. He's in Russia. He plays for Spartak Moscow. Uh, and of course, they're that under sanction. Is- there's a war going on. I wouldn't be surprised if he never comes back. Yeah, just, just, I don't think he will ever. Um, I mean, this is incredible. This is seriously, you know, back in the day, we talked about, like, rappers pretending, yeah. they're acting like gangsters and stuff like that. This seems to be the life that Quincy has chosen for himself, yeah. unless none of this stuff is true. But no, but no you don't... You you're millionaire, if you're, if, you're yeah. a millionaire professional footballer, right? I can understand if you have a really annoying cousin, how you might want to stab him in the knee. <laughs> no, I cannot understand... Well, no, maybe you lose your rack, whatever, right? Maybe the guy likes it, maybe he's a <sighs> knee stab fetishist, who knows? But I cannot understand why you would choose to smuggle 1300 kilograms of cocaine. What, well, well, why, I why? I <laughs> Palestine have qualified for the round of 16 in the Asian Cup after beating Hong Kong and drawing with UAE. Jules, this is quite the story Incredible. given what's happening in Gaza.
1: Incredible, well done, massive, massive well done to that team, all the staff, everybody. Around the team involved in them doing so so well uh, and qualifying for the last 16 of the Asian Cup, in you said uh, considering the situation was happening back home in Gaza for all their families, it's just remarkable to have that mental strength and that power of playing for your people can take you really far. And I I hope it doesn't stop there, um, but but already this is a massive success and a great achievement for them. Gab, a current Syria referee appeared anonymous. Anonymously on Italian television and it attacks his own organization. What? What's going on?
0: So basically, uh, there's been obviously issues this year with VAR and so on. Um, he he laid out a scenario where he's got his main issue is with obviously referees get assessed he says that referees are being assessed unfairly within the organization because there's an, there's an election coming up and there's two factions of referees, one of them loyal to the current head of yeah, the referee of uh, committee Gianluca Rocchi, the other one um, loyal to the other guy Alfredo Trentalange, um, and so because Rocchi's now in charge and his people they mark certain people down. He especially takes issue with when VAR commits a mistake or a referee makes a mistake. Rocky's been really transparent about, you know, coming out, explaining, not quite to the degree of Howard Webb yeah. or releasing the audio like they do in Spain, but sometimes they do that too. Um, but he comes out and says, oh yeah, he made a mistake there, we're sorry, and then, you know, we'll suspend him for a week or two weeks or whatever. He does it with, after certain mistakes but not with others. So, uh, we, we, we might be people who defend it, who, who support uh, yeah, his case. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of in the weeds, but it sort of really shines a light on the need for transparency, for the need of accountability, and also how once referees turn professionals, these are their careers. Yeah. Girona won't be winning the double jewels. Oh. They go 3-0 down in Mallorca before mounting a comeback to 3-2, but it's not enough. But obviously this actually strengthens Massively. their title hopes. The
1: best thing that could happen to them is to go to go down in the Copa del Rey, not qualifying for the semifinal. I know the semifinal fee is quite close. I know, but there's still some really big teams. Just put all your focus on the league because you have a chance. And I know it's Real Madrid chasing you and it would be tough to, to, to get it over the line and beat them in this title race. But you have a chance, so go for it. And really, that was a distraction. And you could see because they were not in in the first half. Yeah, they got a really harsh penalty no. against them. But still, they were three down half time. It was not there. I think they just did, their mind was not on it. It was so, like the
0: Almeria game.
1: Yeah, exactly. So... Forget about this. You will only play one game a week now. When the others will have like Atletico and and Athletic Club de Bilbao, for example, we have the Copa del Rey. Real Madrid will have the Champions League. All of that. You will only focus on the league, and that's really good for you.
0: By the way, Savinho kind of looks like, and it only occurred to me last night. I'm sure there's a point now. He kind of looks like Robinho, doesn't he? Well, you think physically face, or the way, yeah. play? the f- way he plays? The way plays too. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah although he's obviously the uh, like young Robinho. Yeah, young Robinho. Not old Robinho.
1: Gab yeah. yeah, we all remember that. We all remember that day, 11 years ago, when Swansea faced Chelsea in the League Cup semi-final and Eden Hazard appeared to kick a ball boy that was holding on to the ball a little bit too long because Chelsea were chasing the game. The two were reunited and the ball boy has become pretty successful.
0: Yeah, so I'm a little hesitant to put this in because this I know, is very, very clearly kind. a bit of a publicity stunt. Of start. course, of course. So... Charlie Morgan, who was a ball boy at the time, and yeah. by the way, like he was a ball boy, but he's like twice as big as Hazard. I know he Hazard was fourteen small, or something or 15. fifteen. Fourteen, yeah, whatever. He's a big fella. Yeah. Um. He now runs a vodka brand named uh, AU Vodka, not O Vodka, but AU as yeah. in gold vodka. And part of the shtick is it's like, the vodka comes in a gold bottle, which yeah. I think is incredibly like cheesy. Yeah, it's tacky. Low no class, but tacky. Yeah. But hey, some people like this. Um. And according to reports, according to what he says, oh, it's worth forty million. Now we should point out, Charlie Morgan, I think his dad or his grandfather. It's a wealthy family. They're yeah, the investors in this. It's not like yeah. this kid came out of nothing. But still, well done to him. Well, yeah, well done. The, the brands been endorsed by Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather, wow. Ronaldinho. Yeah. Um, Do you fancy you have some? Can you send us a bottle? You don't drink. But yeah, no, but like about. I would yeah. love it to have you here. There, there you is, go. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, no, Charlie. If you do that, well, well done. Yeah. I love the idea of him reaching out the hazard, hazard yeah, that's you know, great. They do a photo shoot where they they pretend to play golf. Uh, they they hang out. I, I I love the marketing. We were yeah, talking about well this, right? Even though it's. Frankly, nonsense, right? Yeah. But um, it's sweet. I always wondered what happened to that kid. And Nasser will do to face Shanghai Shenhua last night in Shenzhen yeah. uh, in China as in part China. of a tour. Except they didn't, choose.
1: They didn't. Because one player was missing. And if that player is missing, you can't play a game. It's like you don't have, you have enough players. But yet, because Cristiano is not there, <laughs> he was injured, uh, they postponed the tour. Uh, which put in a big question mark over the game that they have coming up against Inter Miami and Leo Messi on February 1st, which was this big game. They're selling the TV rights right now, by the way, all around the world to beat the game up. And we're not sure if Cristiano will be fit to play that.
0: I'm guessing, I mean, Cristiano went so far as to go and he gave an apology yeah, to I his friends. Like, we'll I'm guessing this is something where, and, and this happens sometimes, when people schedule friendlies, they, they you know, El Nasser's not going to China for free or for fun, right? Yeah. Um, they're getting paid money to go there and part of the contract is, we want to see Cristiano. Yeah. So simple as.
1: Legendary striker Gigi Riva, the all-time leading scorer for
0: the Italian national team, has passed away again. That's right. He scored uh, 35 goals, which is which is number one. It may not sound like a lot, but you know, uh, different different era. He's a he's a tremendous story, tremendous figure. I had the privilege to meet him. One, he doesn't talk very much, uh, but he really always had had a presence. Um, he made a huge decision in moving to Cagliari yeah. and Sandinia. leading Cagliari in Sardinia. Mm-hmm. Uh, to their Serie A title 1969-70. It's a Leicester story yeah. if you want. Differences of course Sardinia is an island Sardinians are I think culturally different from from the rest of Italy in many ways have felt that way never really felt part of it never had much to celebrate um, other than great food, great weather and yeah. you know, centuries old culture but that's a whole, whole other, other issue. He brought the island alive um, and then he said no. He said no to Juventus he said no to Inter many times there's something wonderfully Scheer-esque, you know my by thought my thoughts on this or the, the guy who says no, I'm happy here. Why should I go to a bigger yeah. club? Um, and he scored his goals for Italy memorably, of course, in uh, FIFA's Match of the Century of course yeah. Italy against uh, West semifinal. Germany, 1970 World Cup semifinal, then later became um, an official with the Italian national team. it was, uh, it was their 2006 World Cup, kind of like a senior a senior figure. Uh, super, super popular with the players and uh, big, strong athletic center yeah. forward Christian Vieri super powerful, type. Left foot. Yeah, super powerful. The, he had a wonderful nickname Morombo di Tuano which means thunderclap which I think is pretty cool yeah, lovely, lovely. Jules, that brings us to an end but we got to come back on Monday oh, so much going on yes, again. FA Cup um, all the games all yeah. oh my I yeah. uh, until then love the game love your neighbor love yourself yes.